Welcome to Wild with JR, a podcast designed to help motivate others to grow by integrating practical skills, leadership principles, and teaching elements of the wilderness in our everyday lives. Now for your host, Junior Humphrey. What's up, everybody? Welcome back. Super excited to have you guys here with us today on Wild with JR. Um, if you haven't already, go ahead and subscribe. Go ahead and follow. Go ahead and share this podcast. You can also now check us out on wildwithjr.com. There's a lot of really cool content on there. I encourage you to go check that out and share that with your friends as well. Uh, today is super cool because I have a very special guest that I'm excited to have on here. Probably going to be my most favorite guest I ever interview, and I'm excited about that. But before we get into that, I just want to share a little bit. I like to recap the weeks with you when I get on here, so just want to share a little bit about our week. I know we talked about our transition last week and our transition moving to Alabama from Georgia. It's going to be really cool. God's doing a lot of good things there, but our last Sunday at our church was this past Sunday. And the week before that, Thursday through Saturday, we got to spend time with our students and our college students at Motion. And that's a student conference in Birmingham, Alabama. So we kind of went to Alabama, came back to Georgia for a little bit. Now we're going back to Alabama as well. So it's, it's working out and it's all been fun. But it's also been kind of sad in a sense because we are going to be missing our friends. We're going to be missing the family, the, the times, the routines that we have, the things that we do the life that we do with people, it's not going to be the same. All that's going to change. Uh, we're going to have new mentors and make new friends. Not saying we will ever lose the old ones. They'll always be there. We'll definitely be back to visit. But seasons of change come and seasons of change happen. And they're for the better. They're for growth. They're for um, really helping knock things off of you, get things off that need to fall off so you can progress. Uh, seasons of having fun, season of weight. But really, seasons are here to challenge us as well. And, you know, I think of challenges, I think of the fear of the unknown. Fear of the unknown is the best challenger ever, I do believe, because it's just real. It holds, it has no mercy, it, it doesn't hold anything back. And it's something that a lot of us deal with. And, Going into these seasons and the fear of the unknown, it reminds me a lot of, I was hiking the AT. I just want to paint this picture for you. My cousin and I were hiking the AT. We've talked about that a little bit in the past podcast, but the fear of the unknown, we've never been on the Appalachian Trail before, and here we are. We get dropped off at one o'clock in the morning, and we are hiking the AT. We start Springer Mountain, and we're just going, and... Just a real side, a funny side note. We felt felt like we should when we got dropped off. There's it's like a mile hike back to the start, so we felt like we should go all the way to the very start and then do our journey. So that's what we did. But when we got to the very start, we smelt this weird smell. It smelled like a wet animal. We thought it was a dog or something that got lost on trail. Didn't think anything else of it. Next day, came to a creek with some people filling up water bottles and stuff and smelt the same smell, and someone told us that was a bear. So that was creepy that we were that close to a bear or where a bear had been. So the rest of the journey, there was that fear of the unknown of, hey, where's a bear lurking? Because some of our hiking was at night. We'd set up camp at night. We'd cook at night and stay up a little throughout the night. And you could hear the bears. You could hear the other animals out there. 
and just doing their thing in nature. And it's pretty scary. So the whole journey of hiking the AT, even during the daytime, you never know what's going to happen. Fear of the unknown. Is this rock going to give way? Is that rock going to fall on my head? Am I going to break my ankle? What's going to happen? Am I going to slip down this, this mountain? So there's a lot of things that factor in with the fear of the unknown. And I'm super honored to have this guest with us today that, that is here because she could really speak a lot of life into fear of the unknown. I've watched her grow in this journey of battling this. And I'm just, I'm, I'm not going to say anymore. I'm going to let her talk on it. But I want to introduce to you my wife, my beautiful wife, Kylie Humphrey. Kylie, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, if you don't mind? Hey, everybody. Um, I am Kylie, and Junior and I got married almost a year ago, so we're coming up on our one-year anniversary, and before that, we were best friends from basically like the minute we met um, five years ago, and it's been a wild ride, pun intended. Um, A little bit about me is that I am one of six children, so I have three sisters and two brothers, And I have some nieces and nephews that I absolutely love. Um, I am, I guess I would say that I love art and all things that have to do with art. So if it can fall into that category, then I'm probably going to really like it. Um, Whether it's music, poetry, um, visual arts, all that kind of stuff. So that's kind of where my passion is in life. And those things are the things that keep me going. So... That's awesome. You know, uh, we're going to be referencing back to the story of the AT a good bit in here and, and kind of really partnering the two, talking about the fear of the unknown. But even early on in our relationship, Callie, I just, I, I like to be transparent with the listeners. You know that. And just, could you speak a little bit about the fear of the unknown early in our relationship and what that looked like to you? Because Guys, let me tell you, she's got a beautiful journey of overcoming this and, and what it looks like to overcome it and also still still struggle with it a little, but know how to press through. So just really want to dive into her story on that. Yeah, so um, this whole fear of the unknown for me, I honestly don't really know like where it started in my life, but I can tell you that for as long as I can remember, it's been something that I've had to battle. And um, just like the minute that I know something's going to change and I don't know how it's going to turn out, it like sets off this internal freak out inside of me. And so I've had to overcome that in many ways. And I feel like especially over the past couple of years, like the Lord has been challenging me in that and helping me grow in that area. So like when it comes to even our relationship early on, I knew in my heart, I knew what I wanted and I knew what I felt, but there was this fear of the unknown of like, well, we're really great friends and I don't want to mess up a good thing because I love what we have. And what if we get into a relationship and then things get messy and it ruins the friendship that we have. So even with that, like I was back and forth and back and forth and poor Junior was a trooper through it all because I just, I didn't want to mess up a good thing. I guess I had a fear of losing something that really meant something to me and so from there all the way to like large life changes like the season of transition we're going into now 
there's this little fear that tries to come in and get to me. But luckily I've learned recently like how to combat that. And I think I've grown a lot in my faith and learned how to trust God fully in ways that I didn't know how to before. So That's good. You know, referencing back to the Appalachian Trail, Kylie, that's pretty cool because it made me think of something that I didn't think about. Um, another aspect of the fear of the unknown, when my cousin and I were packing and getting ready and laying out our itinerary and just getting our supply list together, we had our backpacks so full of stuff that we thought we were going to need because out of fear of what if we run out of food, what if we get hurt, what if we need to build an emergency shelter, what if we have to do an emergency repel. So we had all kind of stuff in our bags that we didn't need. And I feel um, a lot of times when we have the fear of the unknown, it allows us and really promotes us to pick up things that we don't need, like bad habits or um, bad trends in our life, things like that. And really, in those bad habits, it's things that's very hard to break. It was very hard for us. We came, day two, we came to this little town, and, and we decided, hey, you know, for lack of better words, it's time to strip it down. We got to really get rid of the stuff we don't need. Our pastor actually spoke on this. You can go check it out on their website. Um, but he, he he talked about this this week as well, having the right stuff in your pack. And, you know, a lot of times we overload ourselves because of the fear of the unknown. And that may also allow us to compensate in other areas. Maybe we we overload ourselves with a sense of security or a sense of things or maybe emotions that we don't really need or that are not healthy to help us get through the fear of the unknown. Can you relate to that, Annie? Yeah, so I would say that one of the ways that I would unhealthily cope with this fear is that I became controlling. Like I had to be in control and I had to know what was going to happen next. I had to be able to control what was going to happen next. And then an unhealthy like habit that I picked up was anxiety. And so because the unknown was so scary to me, I would just worry about it all the time. And it really became like an infection in my life, anxiety. And it was something that like made it hard for me to do anything because it spread. So it went from like being anxious about big things to really just being anxious about anything. And, um, that was one of those things that I think the root was being afraid of the unknown, not knowing what I would need, what would happen and wanting to be overprepared for anything that could come my way. And that's just not realistic. Like in life, things are going to happen. You're going to have unexpected things come up, but you have to know that when you get to it, you've been given everything you need to get through it. Like God has created you to be able to get through the things that are going to come to you. Yeah, that's super cool. And, and you know, sometimes we even talked a, a little bit with one of our students that we met with yesterday on this. A lot of times things change. Plans don't go as as you thought they were. Plans don't go as normal, if, if you would. And when those things happen, uh, Kylie's absolutely right. God gives you the things that you need. He's given you a power within through the Holy Spirit to overcome and conquer anything that may come your way. Um, Kylie, how did that look for you before you had a relationship with God? Um, I think that 
I always, in my heart, I believed in God basically from when I was a young child, but it wasn't a relationship necessarily. I didn't know what that looked like. So before that developed and actually really the thing that pushed me to grow a relationship with God was anxiety. And so I would basically like I would want to avoid change with everything that I could and then control every situation and needing to be in control made me feel like I had no control at all because you can't possibly control things to the level that I felt I needed to control them. So I honestly had unhealthy coping mechanisms. I didn't have a healthy way of dealing with change before I got that relationship with God. And, you know, being in control is something that a lot of us struggle with. Um, referencing back to the AT, Brandon and I, my cousin, we... We found our fear of this bear. That was our first fear. And then um, just not knowing whether they're out there or not. And then the fear of not having the, all everything we need in every situation uh, kind of speaks a lot to the control that, that Kylie was just talking about, just having to be in control. And, and if you feel like you're not in control, then it's scary. Um, so with us mailing half of our stuff back, it actually – by letting go of that control, it helped lighten our load. And then speaking a little more forward to that, when we were hiking down the trail, I found myself, I, I'm a pretty strong and avid hiker and, um, I'm like a pack mule. I just, you put the weight on me and I go, go, go. As long as I don't stop, I'm good. Sometimes I just keep going until my body physically just doesn't move anymore. And that's not healthy. Uh, the mindset was still being overprepared and, and trying to, conquer and head up every situation and wanting to, if there was a bear that we were fearing, um, even though we weren't like super scared of encountering the bear, we were scared of not knowing the bear was coming, like not being prepared for that. And, but so with me being ahead, I'm, I'm hiking a little ahead of him, protecting him. Just got that big brother, big cousin mentality. And, you know, it was hurting both of us. It, it, he was trying to keep up, and I was pushing him beyond limits and expectations that, that he couldn't meet. And not saying he's a weak hiker because he's a strong hiker as well. I'm just a really stubborn when it comes to endurance and things like that. So with me realizing that, him realizing that, we had to come to this agreement. Hey, look, you know, I, I don't need to be in control of this situation. I'd rather you lead. And he agreed. So... So he led, and, and what it did is it actually brought us closer together. We weren't spread as far apart, one, mainly because he was setting a good pace, a comfortable pace. It was workable. It was a lot easier to handle. But also, in the midst of something happening, we were both there together instead of separated. And, you know, that's the same with that relationship Kylie's talking about with God. Uh, you can be one step ahead of – you think you can be one step ahead of the situation – and really, you're one step away, farther away from God. Or you could be right there following His lead and letting Him lead you. And then knowing that He's there with you in every situation. And that you guys are walking through a pace in life together. And Kylie, I know that um, really, even after building your relationship with God and, and different seasons in your life, 
what is this season we're stepping into now, this season of change from, I know this is a really big one for you, um, moving far away from family and making a big, huge move. This is our first big life decision as a married couple. So what does this look like to you and how is the fear of the unknown speaking to this to you? Um, I think that the overwhelming thing for me in this situation has been the peace that I felt. And I think that it's been a long time coming to get here. Like it's been a long road to get to where I am now. So rewind back almost two years ago, I would say was one of the most challenging things I've been through. I was having some health issues and I went to a doctor and by myself, I'm in a hospital room and or uh, doctor's office and get told that I have a heart condition that I had no idea about that I was born with and that it looked like it was severe and it may need surgery and I'll probably need a valve replaced and all these different things that I was not expecting and my controlling self was just completely thrown off and I didn't know how to respond. I think I went into a little bit of shock because I was literally alone. And so until I started saying the words to other people and telling them about it, it started to hit me. And I think back then God was preparing my heart for what he was doing now. And in that situation, I feel like my physical heart was, you know, messed up. It was defective. (laughs) And my spiritual heart had to have some work done on it too. And I realized it through that situation. So um, basically they had looked at it from the outside. They couldn't really tell what was going on, but it looked like it needed surgery. So they went in and looked from the inside um, and to get a better look at it. But there was a two week period before they could really look at it again. And in that time I had so many people covering me in prayer, so many people. And so I go back in for this procedure to look at it from the inside and I was nervous, but for some reason I just felt like, you know, everything was going to be okay. I didn't feel like I was going to be going into surgery. I had like this weird piece that I hadn't had before and they actually looked at the valve and they said that it looked way better than they thought and that it won't require surgery until way later in my life. And the regurgitation, like it was leaking back into the ventricle. And they said that it's mild rather than severe, which is what they thought it was. And I fully believe that what they saw the first time was correct, but God healed me before they looked at it the second time. And I think that little experience built my faith to where it it needed to be to take this next step that we're taking now. So I think that sometimes what we think are like these horrible things that are happening to us are really just like preparation for the next big thing that we're going to do. And so fast forward back to now, I feel like I've just had to completely give control away because if I were trying to, if I were to try to control this situation and what we're going into and moving with, you know, like until a week ago, we didn't have anywhere to live. We don't really know what income's going to look like. Like I don't have a job in place yet. If I were to try to like control all of this and have it all figured out, I wouldn't do it. And so having the faith to know that like this is where God is leading us and being 100% sure of that is giving me the peace to be able to do it. And in that, like the blessing that we have received has been absolutely like breathtaking and phenomenal just in the whole situation every step of this transition 
could not have gone smoother. I mean, even just getting approved for this house that we're renting, usually you have to get proof of income and proof of employment and all of these things on your application before it can even get approved. And this guy just emails me back and he's like, you know, this is a different situation and I'm just going to go ahead and pre-approve you without proof of any of those things. And I was just blown away because I'm like, that stuff doesn't happen. (laughs) But when you really like give up control and you have faith, those things do happen. And so that's something that I've had to learn. I'm sorry if that was all over the place. (laughs) No, that's good. And it's so true. Letting go of control is important. Um, I'm actually going to take us on an unexpected turn on this little road. I know we're parallel in two stories, so you're getting to hear two different stories, two journeys. It's really cool. Um, There also comes a time in your life where you have to take control of certain components of not having control over everything. And and taking control means you have to make a choice. You you have to make the choice. You have to be the one to set in place, hey, I'm going to do this. And, and this is what it looks like. So for us, just continuing this journey on the AT, here we are. We're getting up the top of Blood Mountain. It is. It has been a 14-mile day. It's been crazy. It's been hard. We're both – we met a friend along the way that, bless his heart, we had to help him glue his shoe back together with super glue because he'd walked out of his shoes. So we have this other guy with us. And and so here we are, the three of us are, are hiking, and, and it's getting dark, and we're having to to make a decision. Hey, we got to find somewhere to lay our head down. And it was a little chilly on top of the mountain. We're trying to find a place to protect us from the elements. Didn't know if it's going to rain that night. So here we are. We're having to take control. Like, we're, we're initially set out on this adventure to just let it be what it is and not really plan a whole lot other than our meals. And not, we have an itinerary of campsites, but really not even having to make the campsites. Just Just have a good time. But there came a point in the journey where we had to make a decision. So here we are on top of Blood Mountain, 4,000-something foot elevation. The wind is whipping. It's getting cool. It's getting dark. Uh, So we build a little fire, a very small fire that just is beaten by the wind. So it's really sucking all of our heat away from us. But in, in building this fire, we're climbing around these rocks, the headlamps, and find this little miniature cave that we actually bunker down in. And the three of us... Uh, we bunker close with our sleeping bags and stuff, let our body heat fill the cave, and here we are staying warm um, on this journey. Now, I, I said all this to say, once again, there's choices sometimes in the journey, even of not having control, you still have to make decisions uh, with the relationship we both have with with Jesus in our lives and, and even Kylie's relationship that she's talking about on her journey and her story that she's sharing, there has been decisions where even though she's let go of control, she still had to make quick, hard decisions. Like, Hey, I may, this situation, I may need to get over myself or this situation. I may just need to, to totally let go. And, and those, while they're all part of letting go of control, those are decisions of taking control. All right. I'm going to take my thoughts captive when I feel this way. I'm going to tell myself I can do it when I don't feel like I can. So Kylie, maybe 
um, if you could maybe share a little bit about this present transition and journey and, and maybe some of those factors in your life right now. I think the most important thing for me getting through like this transition was seeing the importance of taking my thoughts captive and not letting myself worry about where we would live, where I would work and those kinds of things. I had to make the choice to press in to really get excited about our next step and support Junior and his calling and where God is leading him because ultimately that was my main like heart in this was that it's so clear that this is where God is leading us and I want to be 100% supportive of him and where he's going and where God's leading us and that required me to definitely do a lot of filtering my thoughts and not letting the fear come in because if the fear comes in then the support starts to kind of dwindle away and it starts to seem like, oh, wait, can we do this? I don't know if we can do this. Is this really right? And so I just had to silence those thoughts when they came in and focus on what was ahead. That's good. That That tr- is a great transition back into the Appalachian Trail of, of taking those thoughts captive and really focusing on what's ahead. You know, we... Once we got to a place where we had all these things, these kinks worked out that we talked about earlier, we were able to enjoy and focus on what was ahead. And in that, it was so beautiful because now here we are. We have these thoughts that were that were slowing us down, these fears that were really distracting us instead of enjoying nature, enjoying the scenes and the, the things that you really can't see anywhere else. Very seldom see pictures of unless you are on the trail we were distracted by looking for other things, looking for uh, a place to sleep, looking for water, looking for these things. And really, when you just move to a place of letting it be what it is, it it really works out. And now here we are. The Appalachian Trail is absolutely beautiful. It is one of the most beautiful places I've ever been. And I would love to one day go back and finish it. We hiked about 60 miles of it and and that's kind of on the bucket list for me is going back and finishing it, and I know it is for my cousin as well. And who knows, we may get Kylie and, and my cousin's wife out there, and the four of us do an, a little section of it again. It will be pretty fun. But, yeah, so letting go and, and really focusing on what's ahead is, is great. That's even scriptural for us, to, to forget what lies behind and focus on what lies ahead and really run that race. And for us on the AT, it it helped. It helped motivate us because not only that, when we we got our to our first or our second little town, here we are, little hungry. Uh, we we packed enough food to get us by, but here we are. We we come across this awesome store where you can you can go in. They got all kind of gear, food, and stuff. So now we're we're reaping blessings of focusing on what's ahead and what's to come. And we get there, we get to order this pizza, some some fresh hot coffee. It's really cool. We sat down at the picnic table there on the patio of this building and, and ate with a few other people, talked to them a little bit about the trail, refilled our water with some fresh water and that we didn't have to pump through a filter. And we hit the trail again. And now here we are with a clear mind, a clear focus. And Kylie, I, I'm saying all that to say that 
through pressing on, we had a moment of rest where we could catch our breath and and really see the fun and the light in the journey to come. Can you speak to that a little bit? Maybe finding rest and, and maybe some breathing room in this this transition for you? Yeah, I think that once the decision was made and it was definite, we knew where we were going and we knew when we were going, even though we didn't know the details of it, just making that decision, I think, gave us like the push that we needed to keep going and then to also be able to take a breath. Like you said, like once you at least have a direction, I feel like you can rest in knowing where you're going and you don't have to know the details as much because you at least know where you're going to end up and how you get there will play itself out as time goes on because you're not going to know every detail from the very beginning especially with a transition like this one you know it takes time to get those things ironed out and we're still getting them ironed out but in that like you were talking about you had a blessing in that store. Like we've seen blessings since this decision has been made. And since we've been taking the steps and preparing for the move, we've been blessed. And that has really brought rest to our souls and our spirits because we just, we've been able to see God's hand on it. And we've been able to really get confirmation, I guess, along the way that what we're doing, we're making the right decision and we're moving in the right direction. So for me, I think that's been really important to see. Yeah. And you know, um, we talked about stripping it down a little bit earlier, but uh, just picking back up on the AT here with me and Brandon, and here we are, we're leaving this, this restaurant slash outfitter store and, and we head on up the mountain. So this day it is a uh, it's a little uphill, gradual uphill, but we're getting to the top of Blue Mountain, and Blue Mountain is a really cool, really gorgeous look and view from up there, but it started getting cold, and at that point, we had mailed a lot of our stuff home, and here we are. Um, the 90% of the time, we're, our sleeping bag are on the ground, and we have a tarp over our head, and you know, here we are bare minimum stuff now just the things we need and we're we're coming to the campsite getting the campsite prepared which that's a another thing i want to hit on in just a moment but here we are we're getting ourselves set up and getting everything taken care of and all the stuff we thought we would need we didn't actually need but there were some things that we wish we could have had but here's the cool factor once we let go of the things that were weighing us down, the things that were holding us back, we get to our, our campsite, and every campsite along the path is like this. It, people are so kind and generous. They had the right amount of firewood, the right amount of kindling, fire starter. The, the fire pit was raked out, cleaned out, set up nice, ready to go for those coming in for the night. The, the grounds were well kept, not a whole lot of rocks and sticks. It's like people took time to to make it and leave it better than they found it. But I said all that to say this, that even when you think you, you don't have enough, like maybe you, you let go of some things or you let go of some, some habits and you think, man, this is the only thing that's going to help me. This is, this is what I need. But when you really strip it down to what you actually need, the people in your life, the, the friendships, the relationships, um, God, your relationship with him, the different things that Kylie's talked about, you tend to realize, hey, 
there's things all around you that people are doing to help. There's things all around you that are just working out. And that's kind of what Kylie was talking about, the blessings coming in and everything. And I'll let her speak uh, more to that. But I was just wanting to share with you guys, um, like I said, we're on top of Blue Mountain and we're getting ready to go to sleep. And it's really cool because now not only have we had a, a refresher, but this is our first campsite after this refreshment. And, and it's so nice because now we're actually enjoying the scenery. We're embracing this transition of our next couple of days of, or our next really next day before we get off day or two before we get off the trail. And, and that's going to come into play here in a moment. But just really being able to enjoy the things around us, the surroundings around us without the distractions. And, and Kylie, I know that um, uh, we're real on the podcast, so I know that stress sometimes can get in the way of things in our lives. I know both of us, but um, uh, just sharing your journey, I know that that stress sometimes can can make you focus on the stress and forget about the things going on around you, the good, the good. Can you maybe speak to that in the practical way of what that looks like? I think that the stress comes when you get caught up in the details and you start to worry too much about that stuff. So for me, I start to feel overwhelmed when I feel like I don't have enough time to get something done. Like with packing last week, I got a little bit overwhelmed because we were about to go out of town for three days and I felt like things weren't packed. We weren't going to be able to get it all finished and ready to go when it needed to be. But after like having a conversation with Junior, I had to shift my perspective and see like, we do have time. We will get it done. Like I'm not at a deficit for time and everything will work out and it's going to be okay. We're still on the same track we were on. Um, things have just come up that you know, we couldn't avoid that we didn't have time to pack the way that we were wanting to, but that doesn't mean that we're not going to get it done. So sometimes there will be an obstacle and you can either respond in stress and freak out, or you can just take on the challenge and find another way around it. And so that's kind of what we've had to do even up until yesterday, just not getting as much done as we'd hoped to, but also being able to come home and laugh together and just get through it, pack through stuff and just have a good time and not let the stress get to us because that will only make the situation worse. So that's what I've always found is stress never helps the solution happen. That's so good. So totally good. And, you know, so think so many things happen and and they pop up in, in the midst of all this chaos, it seems like at times. Um, you know, here we are, Blue Mountain on the Appalachian Trail, and then we get ready to start our journey out, and we have somebody just show up and give us some food. They're getting ready to get off the trail, um, and we've we've hiked a little more, and at this point, now we're in the journey. We left Blue Mountain. Here we are getting ready to come off the trail to meet my roommate at the time. He was going to pick us up and, and take us back home, but we had someone give us some food, and so we were able to eat really good before we get off the trail. Here they are. They're about to leave, and they said, hey, we have all this stuff left over that we don't need. Um, so again, speaking of that provision that Kylie was talking about, but here we are. We're off the trail, and now, at first, what seemed hard, we don't want to leave. It's hard to get in the car. It's so hard 
to really, like I said, leave behind what we just went through, mainly because the journey and the things we overcome, it's like, man, all the investment that's been put into it, but also just the joy and the anticipation of what's next, what's going to happen next. And as Kylie was saying earlier, the blessings that just have come along for us, that's that food on the AT. But in our journey here with our transition moving, um, just seeing those things. And, and I know for me personally, like I feel like that same investment now. We're so invested and and like so excited for the journey. All the things that seemed hard at, at first aren't as hard because we're wanting to stay on course and see what happens next and see what's to come next and and see what God provides and what opportunities arise and, and just we're excited to get there. And that's that same feeling that we had when we were leaving the AT, me and Brandon just wanting to stay there and see what's going on next. And, and Kylie, maybe, maybe you have a little something you can speak to on that, just what it looks like to stick the journey out and, and really not from a negative point of hey I've committed so much that I have to now but from a a place in your heart where I know your heart's at where hey we've invested this much in the journey it doesn't make sense not to go back or it doesn't make sense to go back yes. <laughs> um yeah I just think that uh difficulty on the journey doesn't mean that the journey isn't fun and it doesn't mean it's not worth it and I think that's important to remember that your destination is going to be so worth the struggle getting there and um you can be excited even through hardships you can juniors taught me a lot about always seeing the positive and everything so even if things get tough and you have to push yourself well that's just growth and that's how that happens is through difficult times learning something new having to adjust or redirect or something like that so looking at something that may seem like an impossible task in front of you is exciting because you know that you're going to grow and on the other end like you're going to feel so accomplished and like you really stretched yourself to do something that you didn't think you could do and in that even though it can be difficult it's always so rewarding the reward far outweighs the struggle to get there that's good that's the same way we felt coming off the trail, you know, as we get ready to wrap up, uh, it's, it's been really fun paralleling the two journeys and really that, that side of the, the nature just to make it fun and relatable to nature, but how much the two relate together and really saying all we said today to say this, that the journey you're on in life is important. The journey is what matters. It's not where you start. It's not where you end up. It's the journey. The journey is what grows you. The journey is what makes the difference. The journey is what shows on the other side, the integrity on the other side of the finish line. It shows the strength, the endurance, the the fight. And that's really the reward. The reward's not the, the finish line. The reward's all the things you leave the finish line with and knowing that you can go back and, and do it again. And so, Kylie, as we get ready to close, are there any final thoughts or encouragement she may have for, for anybody that's listening? Um, one thing that just comes to mind when it comes to fear of the unknown, that can kind of 
keep us to ourselves. It can keep us from wanting to branch out to do something that we wouldn't typically do. Like for me, a lot of times, if it was something I had never done before, my immediate answer, no. If I'd done it before, it'd be a mm, maybe. And then if I'd done it a lot of times, it's like, okay, yeah, I can do that. But I would just encourage you to sometimes step outside your comfort zone and be willing to take on the unknown for what could be on the other side. And um, I've said this before in our college group, but you hear it said, life begins outside of your comfort zone. And to me, what's even more important is sometimes somebody else's life might begin outside of your comfort zone. So maybe you taking a step to reach out to somebody or to follow where God's leading you will lead you to somebody else who needed whatever it was that you had to offer. And that could be a catalyst for change in them. And it required you stepping outside of your comfort zone to see that happen. So don't ever deny the opportunity to do that and to bless someone else. That's awesome. Well, I want to honor you and say thank you for stepping out of your comfort zone today because I know this is not something that that you do, probably never done, but something that you do often. And, and it takes a lot. She's been a trooper. I just want to take a moment and say that I love her and, and that she's awesome and she's stuck through this podcast thing with me. She's been super supportive from day one. Uh, even when I still felt like it was a crazy idea, she she encouraged me. So I uh, just really want to take a moment and honor her. But Kylie, one last thing I want to ask you. If our listeners want to to get in touch with you and talk with you more about their story or your story, um, maybe could you share your social media with them or ways they can connect with you? You can find me on Instagram at Hey Kylie K, and um, I'm on Facebook, Kylie Humphrey, and those would probably be the two best places. So, yeah, I'd love to chat with you. Good deal. Well, as we get ready to close, just want to leave you with the thought, what are some things that are in your life right now that are causing you to fear the unknown? And with that question, just take and think about it, and uh, I'd love to hear your answers. You could check out wildwithjr.com, drop us a comment, leave us some some things. And also, just want to let everybody know, running from now until August 23rd, we are doing story submissions. So I encourage you to submit your story. This particular submission is the first of many to come, but this particular one, we will be talking about the stories of outdoor experiences, good, bad, fun, sad, whatever it may be. But I just want to hear from the listeners on some stories and journeys they've had of the outdoors or outdoor experiences or the wilderness or those kind of things. And we're going to sift through them and have them on the podcast. Uh, All of them may not make it, but there will be many that will be on the podcast. So if you'd love to be on the podcast or have your story, maybe you don't want to be on it, but you don't mind your story being shared, let us know. Go online and and submit that to us, and we would love to hear your journey, hear your story, and share those. But as we're closing, be sure to follow us. Give us a like. Again, check out the website, wildwithjr.com. Be sure you hit the subscribe button. Make sure you're ready with the notifications. That way you can know when the next podcast come out. But until next time, stay true and stay wild. You've been listening to Wild with JR. Join us next time for more insight and encouragement to help you live out your full leadership potential.